So for a lot of real estate agents, they struggle with shiny object syndrome. I struggled with it badly when I first got into real estate sales. And it's very simple to understand why it is that we struggle with shiny object syndrome. But in today's video, I'm going to break down how to cure this thing, how to get rid of this thing, get it out of your life. Because for me, it wreaked massive havoc on my life. And it put me into a lot of debt at the beginning of my career. I would do something. And as soon as it started getting hard, I started looking up. I started looking around and saying, well, man, there's got to be a better way. That led me to the next thing, the next thing, the next big best idea. And if you struggle with that as well, I think you're going to get a ton of value from what I'm about to outline in this. So the first question that I would have you consider is, are you running towards something new and exciting that you believe is the right decision? Or are you running away from something? And in my case, the truth was this that it was more about me running away from the thing that I was currently struggling with, which caused me to look up in the first place. And it was the challenge that actually caused the process of looking for the new shiny object. And so understanding that everything that we do has actual four phases that we'll go through will really help to clarify, okay, what is the root cause of shiny object syndrome? So let's go through them all. The first phase is what we call unconscious incompetence. And some people call this uninformed optimism. It's when we start the new thing or we think about starting the new thing that brings us all the excitement. That's a feeling. Human beings love novelty. We love the new thing. We're super optimistic that nothing's going to go wrong. It's all sunshine and rainbows. That the new thing, the new idea, the new business opportunity, we only think about it in terms of the excitement we have towards the thing. Then the second level of, or second phase we go through is what we call conscious incompetence. This is where it starts to get messy in the middle. After you've started the new thing, the new diet, the new strategy, the new lead generation tool, the new relationship, the new job, and after that excitement has left you, now you're left with, okay, now I'm doing this. This is not what I thought it was gonna be. You start to get into that deception, that man, this is a lot lot more difficult than I had even imagined it would be. And for a small portion of people, they move on to phase three, which is conscious competence. They fight through deception. They fight through the messy middle. They keep putting their head down. They keep moving forward to find themselves in a position where it's like, okay, well, I know this is difficult, but I'm getting results and I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm going to double down. I'm going to keep going. And then the last phase for, for mastery is unconscious competence. This is where where you're getting phenomenal results in what it is that you're doing, and you don't have to put a lot of thought into it. It doesn't drain a lot of your energy. You're so good at the thing that you produce results without having to think much about it. Now, here's the thing. Shiny object comes out of phase two, which is that conscious incompetence. It often occurs after the excitement has left when starting the new thing, and we're left to say, man, I had no idea that all these downsides were part of this new idea. Now, I know what I didn't know before, which is that this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. That right there causes people to look up from what they're doing and they start to invite distractions. They start to lose focus and they start to look for the path of least resistance. So because we know now where it comes from, what's the cure for this thing? All right. So I think you're going to find, at least I found a lot of value. You can decide if there's value here for you or not. The first piece of this cure starts with this, seeking out somebody 
somebody who is already succeeding in the new thing that you're considering and not asking them about all the reasons why it's great because they have a bias towards telling you all of the great things about what they're doing, but specifically talking to them about the downsides. What were the challenges, not now that you're succeeding, what were the challenges in the beginning when you started this thing? You see, what happens is this. We have this bias towards wanting our decisions to make sense for us so that we can make a case on why we can justify this behavior of leaving this unfinished project and starting the new thing. And so we have a bias towards only getting information that supports that idea. So to fight against that, let's find somebody who's winning in the new business opportunity that you think you want to do. And instead of going to that person, because that person's going to share all the good things, right? These are all the sexy things about why I'm succeeding in this thing. Well, that's great. But I also want to get information from that person about, hey, what was it like when you started? What were the challenges that you were faced with in the beginning before you were succeeding? Tell me about those things. And now you're hedging against the emotion of the novelty and you're starting to bring some logic into this decision as to whether or not you're going to chase this shiny object or you're going to keep doing what you're doing. And that's the key thing when we start to think about how do I cure this shiny object syndrome? We have to start looking at ways to bring logic into that decision. The second thing I would have you consider is the idea that Alex Hermosi talks about, which is the half-built bridges. So again, this is about chasing novelty versus results. And if you look at those two things to say, okay, what would be faster for me to get to the end result? To continue to finish the bridge, which I have half-built, I can look at it right now, I can see what I've already done and just keep building this bridge to the end, or would it make more sense for me to start a brand new bridge? And I think if you look at that logic, at least for me, I'm like, there's a lot of genius in that framework because anytime you start something new and you have no traction, you have no momentum, it's gonna take you, there's this time gap just to bring you back to the results that you're already getting with the thing you're doing. And so the logic would be that in that same time gap that it would take you to get back to what you're already producing now with the new tactic or the new strategy, had you just stuck with the thing that you're already doing under the same time, how much further would you be? That has to be taken into consideration. And when you look at it, you're like, man, if I just keep doing what I'm doing, and let's just say it's a six month time gap for you to stop doing what you're doing, start the new thing, just to get back to where you're at right now, had you not stopped what you're doing right now, and you kept doing what you're doing right now, where would you be in that six months? We have to look at that. That's a huge consideration. The third thing is what I call the decision analysis framework. So here's how it works. All right, it has five parts to it. The first part is what I call the 30-day rule. And in this decision-making framework, the 30-day rule means that we are not going to ultimately decide or make the decision until we've gone through this for 30 days. And here's what I've learned. Just this one little tactic alone has saved me from making horrible decisions. Because what old Brandon used to do was I come up with this, or I wouldn't come up with the idea. I was presented with a new idea and I would jump all over it. I'd be hot to trot. And then just a couple days later, start to feel regret that I made this decision. And I was like, geez, how, how can I already be feeling regret just a few days into this new idea? When just a few days ago, I was like selling my wife on why this was such a good idea, selling my business partner, selling myself. This is it. This is it. This is it. We got to do this. We got to do this. Guns blazing, going all 
into it. And so the 30-day rule now, here's what I have found as a result of this rule. In most cases in my life, it doesn't even take 30 days, but certainly if you just wait 30 days, most of those new ideas, you're like, oh man, I'm glad I didn't do that. I'm glad I avoided that landmine. I'm glad I didn't get involved with that. Just 30 days later, if you let the emotion run its course through you, like you're presented with this new shiny thing that you hear someone doing and you just wait 30 days, that emotion is, has left you. Chances are you're probably off to a new shiny object. But if you just wait 30 days, I think what you're going to find is you can start to let some emotion kind of leave you so you can allow for some space from the logic side of your brain to start to enter. Now, the second part of this decision-making framework is making the argument as to why you should keep doing what you're doing. And you have to be honest here because you're going to get the opportunity to make the counter argument in just a second. But you have to make a honest assessment or an honest argument about why you should keep doing what you're doing and not do the shiny object. And then at the same point, the third part of this framework is to create the downsides of what the downsides would be of continuing to do what you're doing. So what are the upsides to continue doing what you're doing? That's one argument. And then what are the downsides to keep doing what you're doing? And then the next part of the framework is to look at the upsides to the new idea. That's going to be the easiest for you. And that's what we're hedging against. I mean, that's what gets us into trouble is because we're only thinking about the upsides. So what are the upsides to the new idea? And then what are the downsides th to the new idea? You're going to come away with four different arguments over the course of 30 days that I think what you'll find in doing that exercise is that you come up with things that you hadn't been considering that might help you to avoid making a bad decision or justify you making that decision. Either way is fine, but I think it's a very healthy exercise to go through before you ultimately make that decision. The next thing on the list is to commit to something for at least 12 months and then evaluate. So anytime you start something new or you have a business tactic or strategy that you're doing, don't bounce from one thing to the next every 30, 60, 90 days. It takes time to get results in anything. And so the thing that has really helped me is to say, okay, I'm going to go head down all out on this thing for 12 months. And it's not going to be until 12 months later that I'm going to assess the results. I'm going to track, I'm going to track the results. I'm going to track the outputs, the inputs, and then I'm going to evaluate this tactic or strategy after giving it a full, honest, committed effort for 12 months. Most people are trying stuff for 30 days. And if it doesn't work in 30 days, then I'm going to bounce to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Well, you got to give things more time. And then the last thing I'll leave you with is don't consume any content that conflicts with your current focus or your current strategy. This is a huge issue, meaning this, meaning if you're doing this business strategy and you get your head down and you're focused on it, don't start consuming content that competes with what you're doing because you're just opening the door for new shiny objects to get into your brain to start this whole thing all over again. So rather what you want to do is to fight and, and confirm the thing that you're doing. So any content that you start to consume or you continue to consume rather, make sure that it's in line with the current thing that you're doing. So you can continue to find those that are succeeding doing what you're doing rather than looking and consuming content for things that are competing with what it is that you're doing.